Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to this Rob Orton monthly best ofs podcast where we take a few episodes of the Rob Orton daily podcast and put them into a... A uh, bit of a bigger episode altogether, and this is a few episodes from June, and uh, we, we've got tips from the chisel on this one. Uh, this was an idea that I had when I was walking around the cemetery, and I was looking at the headstones and kept on seeing the same words over and over and over and over and over again on people's headstones, and I just wanted to think about what other words could be on headstones. And then there's one called uh, Q&A and Q that was about uh, a conversation heard and on an escalator. And then there's a settling down of sparrows. I've written a few pieces about sparrows. I think it's because I see them the most out of any bird, apart from pigeons, really. I love seeing them close up. Anyway, there's one about a good time. Is now a good time. I like it when people say, is now a good time? And uh, wrote something about that. And then the last piece is called The Animals Are Doing It Now, which is a piece I wrote for the Glastonbury Festival. The fact that dogs aren't allowed into the Glastonbury Festival made me think, what if it was uh, animals who put on the festival and humans weren't allowed in? Uh, see what that would be like. And that's it. Thank you very much. Tips from the chisel. You know a cemetery's big when it's got more than one hill in it. Sprawling, silent, smorgasbord of stones on grass platter slopes. When I see a large cemetery, I remind myself of the horizontal crowd underground. Like a live art installation that gets covered by the Guardian newspaper. People in expensive cagoules getting up early to strip off naked and lie on a beach, that type of thing. The stop-start art of gravestones blowing raspberries to the sky. Certain words sit naturally on gravestones. Loving, memory, devoted, father, mother. Others rarely make it to the chisel tip. Ukulele, microwave, sombrero, tinsel, contraception, deodorant, remote control. I know a headstone is a serious medium, but it is an opportunity to say something on a stone that is six feet above your head for a long time. When I'm lying down, I want to be able to think of that stone and wonder if someone is reading my message, the message I want them to take from my life. An instruction from the past to the present, I want to walk around the graveyard and leave inspired and dying to live, having read headstones with words including People called me Brian. I loved playing tennis. Do you like playing tennis? 
I can't do it anymore. I'm buried here. I've got earth on top of me now. You've got earth under you. Play some tennis while you still can. For me. My name was Martha Coyne. Have you tried yoga? It used to make me breathe and value my lungs. When I was alive, I was as toned as a well-watered succulent in summer. Stretch for me, right here. I know a graveyard is a strange place for a yoga class, but sit cross-legged where you are. I don't mind. Sukhasana. My name was Grace Thompson. I loved eating avocados, the impact of knife on stone, the twist, filling up the hole with balsamic vinegar. That was one of my favourite parts of life, that hole. It was only a little part, but they all add up, don't they? Eat an avocado for me, will you? My name was Hilary Wood. I used to pick up litter from the side of the road. Give it a go, please. You think about it after you've done it, and you like yourself. My name was Stephen Chance. I used to love peeling acrylic paint off my palette. It's as far from war as you can get. Let some acrylic paint dry on a palette and peel it off for me. My name was Thomas Glass. You know, if you drink half a cup of tea and then fill it back up with hot water, it's as good as having a new cup of tea. I just wanted to share that with you. My name was Andrew Stokes. I used to really enjoy bowling. Use the heaviest ball you can. It'll knock more pins down. Get some strikes for me. My name was Roger Timpson. There's some islands near Oslo in Norway. I recommend you visit them with some friends who like swimming. Look out for the jellyfish though. Be patient with jellyfish. They're only trying to be alive and succeeding at it. Q&A and Q. You've got an answer for everything, haven't you? How could I have an answer for everything? I didn't consider everything to be a question until now when you just asked me. You've got an answer for everything, haven't you? I don't know if I have. Is everything a question? Is it? That radiator? Your shin, mate? If a chimney is a question, what's the answer? And who's got it? Is the answer smoke? That's another question. If smoke is a question, what is the answer? Fire? That's another question. If everything is a question, who gets to ask me? Who is the spokesperson for everything? Many things can't speak. They can't speak, so they can't ask me a question, so I can't give them an answer. I don't have the answer for everything. What is the answer to everything? This is exactly what I'm talking about, mate. I'll see you later.
the settling down of sparrows. A female sparrow leapt from the telephone wire and landed on a close-by roof. This was due to the fact a male had landed near her on the telephone wire. Maybe they'd had a disagreement. Maybe I should stop jumping to the conclusion that all birds are at least acquaintances. Within the realm of species, of course. I'm well aware a crow would have no intention of getting to know a robin. Have you seen that crow and the robin sitting on the wall? They're always together, flying about or just sitting there. Do you think they share a nest? Surely not. A pigeon and a wren snuggling down on a Sunday evening. The sparrows may have just met, seeing each other for the first time. He might have recently arrived here in London, free from possessions. The male landed on the roof. They looked at each other. Ah, maybe she does know him. She just wants some space. Knows him by what? His eyes? His wings? His song? His smell? Do birds smell if they don't wash? They seem to have settled down on the roof. He's got a twig in his mouth. I've never seen the first twig of a nest being placed. She's flown away. He follows with the beginnings of their home in his beak. Good time. Is now a good time? You know you're not in for a good time when someone asks, is now a good time? Is now a good time? No. If you have to ask, then it clearly isn't. How about now? Is now a good time? Is now a good time? I feel like getting that on a t-shirt. Is now a good time? Walking into pubs, making people question whether they are having a good time or not. Is now a good time, guys? This time that we're having now, is it good? Is this what a good time looks like? I don't think this is a good time. I can remember the last time I said, this isn't a good time. I was collecting a train ticket from a ticket machine in King's Cross, putting my reference number in with my phone out. Quite a high-pressure situation. Someone came up to the side of me and started asking me for directions. No, no. Really sorry, but this isn't a good time. This time that I'm having here at the moment, this is not a good one. You don't want to get involved in this time. It is. It's not. No. I'll show you a good time. You What? Will you? Time will tell. What will time tell? It will tell the time. No, we tell the time. You can't tell time anything. Mm, you can. Take the batteries out of a clock and see what it's got to tell you. A stopped clock tells the right time twice a day. Then it tells the wrong time 1,438 times a day, so I don't know why people get so excited about it all the time. 
The animals are doing it now. What if the wildlife of the world took it upon themselves to stage the Glastonbury Festival this year? Forced to watch on from the safety of their sofas, no humans allowed. Exotic birds from far-off lands flying in over the fence, landing, looking around. Ah, right, so this is what it looks like. The farm where animals live the time of their lives. Chimpanzees jumping up and down on the stones of the circle at sunrise. Ooh, ooh, ah, ahhing at the rise of the burn of the big ball. The sound of balloons inflating. Eyes as wide as they will go. Fingers outstretched, alive and jumping. A butterfly watches on with tears in her eyes as a caterpillar attends a salsa class. A sea lion DJs in the rabbit hole. Stood smart and shining in its tight-fitting formal wear, a killer whale stands on its own in smiling silence, thinning out big fish, little fish cardboard box. Lions with UV-kissed foreheads, like Rafiki did it. Leopards raving in harmony with what they would normally eat. In front of the pyramid stage, a crocodile does the worm. A badger breathes fire in a circus tent as a snake swallows a samurai sword. A wolf huffs and puffs and blows a kiss at a little pig dressed as a pug. In the green fields, two rabbits give a massage to a pregnant orangutan. Their eyes look like they've been closed forever. Camels sit around a fire on humps of stone, talking about what it is like to be a camel in today's society. How inspired we would be to see this gathering of life, where bumping into each other is encouraged. Imagination and energy flowing through Avalon. Wildlife getting wilder once more, looking on in jealousy and wonder at what they have created. Why didn't humans think to do this? Humans did think to do this, and we will do it again. <laughs> <laughs>